0: everybody, the complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about the specific point or maybe the conversation or topic of when somebody is condescending. Um, I think that this is probably relatable. For a lot of people who have complex PTSD from childhood trauma, Um, and specifically when you are around, if you are still around people who created that complex PTSD for you, who created that trauma, specifically I want to talk about that condescending tone or condescending communication style when you are around them. And I'm going to explain where I think it's coming from. And it's actually really obvious, but whenever you're around them, if you still are around them, you're probably not going to be able to pick up on where it's coming from. Um, much like I didn't until literally just yesterday. I f- this finally clicked in my mind. Where it's coming from, and you could say, well, it's just the person. It's just That's just how they are with certain people. Um and that's probably true. That probably is just how they are with certain people, or maybe they're that way with everybody. Um, and that is part of the problem. And maybe that's where a lot of your emotional trauma came from, was them being that way with you, and maybe in more of an emotionally abusive way, or you know, combining it with other things. But specifically, and again, this is going to sound so obvious, but specifically... If you think about it, if you are around the person who your trauma stems from, how do you think your what do you think your mind is going to be in a state of? Your mind is going to be in a state of stress, right? So let's say that this person who created your trauma, let's just pretend it's a parent, one of your parents, and let's just say you still communicate with them um, for whatever reasons. And let's just say you go to see the parent and you're a grown adult and you know at certain times you notice that you're uncomfortable um, you're stressed you're anxious whatever word you want to use Um, all of those situations they fog your mind and what happens when your mind gets fogged you lose your ability to focus And so let's say you're in conversation or let's say you're at a restaurant and you're looking at a menu and you're immediate, like you're, you're already stressed and anxious because you're with this person. And let's say you ask the waitress or waiter a question. And after you've asked the question, you feel like you just asked the dumbest question ever. And how is that parent going to respond to you saying that they're going to look at you condescendingly? Or, like, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? So, like, if that happens, you know, why did that happen? And it's so obvious, it happened because you weren't focused. Because you were stressed, right? So, if you're not focused, and, you know, things like that pop up, and then that reaction comes from them, from the parent. That condescending reaction... So the reason why it might be happening over and over and over and over and over again, and maybe happen for years when you're around this person, and the reason that they speak to you condescendingly, is because you're having these little speech flub-ups when you're around them, because you are stressed. You are uncomfortable, you are anxious, and your mind is not focused. And I don't know why it took me so long to put these two things together, Um, because it's so obvious, um, maybe it's just overly obvious that I just couldn't, I couldn't see it. And when I thought about it, I was thinking, well, I was probably stressed, so how could I see it? Until yesterday, I actually, I was in this very situation where I was around one of the people, I'm not going to say it was my parent, I'm just going to say I was around a person who my, it's one of the people where my trauma comes from, and, um... We were at a museum and there was like a little, a game, I guess you could call it. There was a game at the museum and it had you put pieces, like you could literally pick up pieces and the, it was like pieces of wood that were like puzzle pieces and you could fit the puzzle pieces into different puzzle slots that were shaped like the puzzle piece. And the puzzle piece would be something like a gasoline pump. Um, nozzle, or it would be like a shampoo bottle. So they were shaped like those things. And the question on the museum board said, which type of um, plant do these things come from? Is it corn or is it soybeans? And I asked the really obvious dumb question of, well, where is the answer at? And if I had been around someone who I was not stressed out by, I wouldn't have, I know I wouldn't have asked that question. Because it became so clear and immediate in my brain. Hello, um, the answer is the shape of the puzzle piece. But the answer, I mean, it was like so obviously right there. And as soon as I asked it, I immediately thought, holy cow, this is from stress. That's why I wasn't seeing it clearly. I was literally looking around trying to find an answer on the puzzle piece or somewhere else when it was literally the shape of the puzzle piece is the answer, because only those shapes would fit into the corn slot or the soybean slot. You know, it's almost like you can't fit a triangle into a circle or a circle into a triangle type thing. Um, And I was just like, I was glad that it happened, because when it happened, I just had all of these thoughts run through my head of, okay, who am I with right now? I'm anxious and my mind is not focused here and it's something that's so obvious and when i immediately thought about the question i had asked i thought this is probably why they look at me condescendingly or they speak to me condescendingly because i just asked something like that it was really i would just call it a stress question i had just asked i'm making this up right now on this podcast i i am making up a new term and it's called a stress question That's a stress question, folks. You could call it an anxiety question. You could call it a uncomfortable, being uncomfortable question. Um, So kind of like I made up the term, you know, short-term memory, thinking, behavior. Sometimes we have behavior that we put out into the world that's based off of short-term thinking. So a short-term thinking behavior. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and make up, you know that was a stress question. I asked a stress question. And maybe that'll help you if you happen to be, like let's say you have some cousins or something and you can't stand to be around them and, you know, you're anxious. And so maybe you do things that make you look stupid and you feel stupid and then they look at you like they're, like you're stupid and they treat you that way. And it really stems from anxiety because for whatever reason, you're uncomfortable with those cousins. There's something about them that makes you uncomfortable. And then that happens. One thing always is to forgive yourself. Realize what's happening when it's happening and practice mindfulness in your spare time. I choose to practice mindfulness by like going to a buffet. So if you've had, so if I have had a really stressful time, I don't go to a buffet just to eat. You know, buffets are nice. I don't go to them a lot, but I mean, you could go to a place that has a wide menu, but or have like a nice brunch with various different things. That would be my favorite. But I do mindfulness by taking a pad and paper, or excuse me, a pad and pen, and going to a buffet and trying different types of things, just small portions of different types of things. And the point is not to eat a lot. The point is to try different things, because as you eat each item, you are going to focus in on your senses, and you're going to focus in on what it tastes like, and what it feels like, and you could even write out what it reminds you of. Um, you don't have to do the remind you of thing, because writing what it tastes like and feels like, it's going to be plenty. And you write out more than one thing, you know, does something taste, you know, spicy Does it feel slimy, you know, whatever it might be? Does it feel rough? Does it feel hot? I mean, there's tons of things you could write, but if you go to a buffet, let's say you get 10 different things that are, you know, small portions and you have shrimp, you know, maybe you have salad with broccoli and ranch dressing, whatever it is, um, a potato. I mean, if you write out what they are and what they feel like and taste like, it's engaging with that description is the whole point. It's that mindfulness. And mindfulness just helps you build that ability to focus. Another thing that I like to do is going to a symphony or like a wind ensemble and really listening to the music, you know, really engaging with it. And it just focusing in on the music and letting your mind do that. I mean, you could do that through your YouTube, um, focusing in on the music and just enjoying it. I like live music like that. Um, Another thing, another there's actually a movie that's a good example of mindfulness. And this is my opinion, that it's a good movie for mindfulness. Um, and one reason is because the character, played by Scarlett Johansson, um, the movie is lost in translation. It has Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. But that movie, she's constantly observing things. Like, she observes, like, a Japanese wedding. So she's in Japan, she's in Tokyo. And she observes, like... A wedding, and she just she's always looking at her surroundings, and she's just sort of engaging with them, and she's they really spend a lot of time on little things like that. Um, it's a really beautiful movie, but she's and she's also doing things maybe differently than what most people would do things. Um, so she's kind of in this intimate relationship with a complete stranger, but there there's never any actual I guess you could say, physical, um, deep physical relationship. It's almost like they sit next to each other and lean on each other. And I I would call it like an existentialist type movie. Um, It's a different type of existence that's going on. But it's a very uh, beautiful, mindful type of a movie. It's really nice. Um, Any movie that has also a lot of nature in it, Um, is also very mindful, I think, just because the nature itself is half of the movie. Um, But I just wanted to kind of share this because if you notice that you are around someone who treats you condescendingly and maybe you have flub-ups, you tend to flub up more when you're around them, you know, maybe look into, is it because you're anxious? Is it because your mind's not focused? Because honestly... I had never seen it this way and I used to beat myself up because I used to think, why do I always goof up around these people, why does this always happen? And for me to ask something as silly as, where is the answer to the question for this puzzle piece, and it was literally the shape of the puzzle piece, I mean that's super obvious, but after I would asked the question, I was grateful I had asked it because it clicked in my head, I'm anxious right now and I'm not focused. And Who am I around? I was around someone who I was stressed out by. So that's what it was. That's where it was coming from. Um, And maybe it can kind of help you. I know it'll help me maybe think a little bit longer before I ask something. Um, I think that's a key thing. Uh, Not asking something just in the moment, um, which in my opinion would be that short-term thinking behavior. But give yourself like... I would even say up to 9 or 10 seconds before you ask what it was you were wanting to ask. You know, like kind of think out, you know, is there an answer here that I'm not seeing? Or, you know, give yourself a minute before you decide to actually ask it. Um, Or maybe don't ask it at all and just see if the answer pops up. Um, Because a lot of times I think I get a little impatient and I want to ask whatever's immediately on my mind. And... I really should just kind of pause and wait and see if maybe an an answer shows itself. Um, That's most of what I wanted to share. I hope that this can help with that very irritable topic of those condescending questions or situations you find yourself in where someone is treating you condescendingly. Um, And just looking at it from the perspective of, you know, is it that stress and anxiety that... you're around them that leads to that lack of focus. This is the Complex PTSD Guy signing off.